Welcome back, Tales of Glory listeners, all two of you or three of you. I think we're expanding our audience now, so we probably have three of you listening now, and my dog. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to uh, Thursday, April 2nd, 2020, here in quarantine lockdown in the greater state of New Venezuela, aka California. Well, we're locked in place. I hope you guys are all out there throughout the nation and throughout the world practicing um, social distancing and safe you know, travels when you go outside your house. We went to the local grocery store the other day, and it was interesting to see how many people weren't wearing face masks, weren't wearing gloves, weren't protecting themselves at all. You know, here out here in New Venezuela, all the moms go out shopping in their active wear, right? And it's like, that's not going to protect you from this stuff. This stuff's nasty. It escaped from a Wuhan uh, level four biological laboratory, man. So don't, don't underestimate this stuff. Protect yourselves. Be safe out there, folks. I'm not causing a panic, but just God's going to get us through this. But on the same point, don't put yourself at risk. You don't need to be put at. So wear face masks. They look stupid. It looks, you know, wearing a face mask doesn't look as dumb as being put in a casket. So use protective wear, gloves, you know, always cleanse your hands and stuff. And it is what it is, guys. Be safe and limit your access out there. So what are we doing today? I know I'm still working on notes and stuff for uh, the Interior Castle Chapter 2. Excuse me, Mansions 2, not Chapter 2, Mansions number 2. But in the meantime, um, I'm going to tickle this interesting thing that just landed right in our lap. It was Ghost Adventures episode about Aaron Goodwin's house he sold to his father, Dan Goodwin. And, you know, apparently the house still had demonic activity into it after Aaron handed the house over his dad. Go figure. But I want to look at how it gives us interesting insight in how oppressed and demonized these celebrity ghost hunters are. This, this just tells us right off the bat. They try to hide it. Oh, everything's good. We're experts. These guys are living in living hell at their houses. And this, this episode shows it. And it also shows um, a couple of things I want to point out. You know, usually it's like, eh, it's Aaron and stuff. I'm not going to really mess around with what's going on here. But why I decided to broadcast this one? Because Aaron's father, Dan, mentioned that his pastor was afraid to go in the house and his pastor did not help him with the demonic activity in the house. His pastor feared it. I can understand shepherds of the church not wanting to deal with demonic activity, but I can't understand shepherds of the church like a pastor not seeking the correct help and allowing members of your congregation to let paranormal investigators resolve a demonic situation. You know, it as churches, the door should be slammed shut to paranormal investigators. It's a no-no. We have people inside that know how to do this stuff, and it's not going to bring junk. If you don't understand why I'm saying this, you need to go read your Bible. Go look at a lot of stuff. It's called out in there. Go read Deuteronomy. Go read the whole book. I can tell you where it's at, but I want you to go read the whole book. If you don't get what I'm talking about, go start in Deuteronomy. Don't rush through it. Read the whole thing. You'll start figuring things out. If you don't, ask the Holy Spirit, uh, what's going on here, Mike? But I really want to address through this, these, this podcast today is what pastors should do, what they can do. And I'm going to give you prayer tips to this, right? On how to handle this thing and guides on what to do with this. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, pastors. Like I said, I'm a pastor, but I'm more of a sheepdog than a shepherd, right? I, I'll go after the wolves. I'll go after them. I don't care how big they are, what size they are. It's, 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 it just needs, um, I don't know, it just, it's my pet peeve when pastors are going, I'm not going to help you. There's something demonic and I'm leaving. Okay, fine. That's okay. But don't leave your parishioner hanging, man. <laughs> There's people like us out here that can help you. And we can equip the pastor or we can get the people there that can assist with this. But we're going to look at, um, I'm going to go out and say how moronic paranormal investigation is in handling this stuff. 
especially cases of voodoo. Every time I put stuff out like this, I'm just going to pray to be asked, Jesus, just protect me from anybody that gets their dirt about voodoo or stuff going on here in this this uh, this, this podcast we're talking about here. And uh, usually every time I, I, I talk about voodoo from a Christian perspective, somebody always goes, oh, you're intolerant, Mike. You're intolerant. There's, you know, it's, it's the voodoo people. They get upset. I'm just going to tell you the way it is. I've been attacked several times. A couple of times they tried to kill me. And I know a couple of times too, when they sent that demon out, a demon has to find something to kill. And if it doesn't kill me, I think people that sent it aren't around no more. So be careful with this stuff. Don't touch it. And I'm going to explain why I know what I do with voodoo. Somehow voodoo was the, the charter thing that M16 Ministries was born on. I don't care for it. I respect it. I'm not complacent about it. I'm oh, Jesus, I'm knocking this down and kill it. Yeah, he can, but I don't run into battles like this. I only run into battles I'm brought into. And this Aaron Goodwin case particularly is all about voodoo. They're not going to come out and say it because they're trying to cover face and save butt as being the experts, but they're doing some dark stuff here. And we had the voodoo clips. I mean, we had the voodoo clips and the, the, the clips to prove it from Ghost Adventures episode. I've been attacked by voodoo several times. I was involved in a case with St. Lucia where uh, a wife of a former witch doctor was being attacked by the witch doctor and his new priestess girlfriend. She had demonic manifestations. A demon was raping her at night, pulling her above the bed, levitating her. And we usually took care of this through intercession and, and knocked it out. Several times during intercession or 2 a.m. when the, the, the demon would attack this woman. So I don't know, it would be like 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. somewhere in St. Lucia. The time difference. My fire alarms would go off in the house. And it was supposed to be like a torment. And I always have my 10-foot ladder right in the house to turn off the fire alarms when it went off. And I'd cut off the ladder and turn them off and reset them and go back to bed. Um, this one particular night, I think it was Thanksgiving or two days before Thanksgiving. Maybe even Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So I think I went, yeah, <laughs> it was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I went to, um, the, the fire alarms went off again. It's like Thanksgiving 2009, the Wednesday before. And I got the ladder out this time. This time I knew more about spiritual warfare. So I said, you know what? This is demonic. The authority of Jesus Christ, I bind you to stop. And as I went up the ladder saying that, I felt like this invisible claw go into my right eye. It literally pierced it. And I go, crap. And I got off the ladder. And I'm like kind of staggering back to bed. And it's my wife sees me cover my eye. And she goes, what happened? I go, I don't know. I think something just poked me in the eye. So I went to bed, woke up that morning. And I was very light sensitive. My eye hurt. I go, what the heck is going on? Finally, it was severe enough this Thanksgiving morning, right? My wife decides, okay, we got to take you in the doctor. So I went to the Kaiser Adult Emergency Ward, where it is. Doctor looks in my eye and he goes, well, what did you do? You? I go, what do you mean? I don't know what I did. And he goes, how do you not know what you did? You had a little minor one-eighth inch hole in your eye. I go, what? There was physical evidence there. My wife's looking at me and looking at her like, what do we tell the doctor? And he goes, I said, I don't know. And he goes, how could you not know? What are you not telling me? You know. And that was immersed at Thanksgiving. So I was went to the, my, you know, the Thanksgiving dinner was actually at our house. We went through that. Doctor patched me up, literally an eye patch. I went home and sat down at the dinner table like a pirate. My eye patch, arr, you know. And like people are going, what happened? Oh, you know, and scratch my eye. Uh, we couldn't tell them what was going on with that. So we have had battles with voodoo. It does bite. We have to be very careful. So one, I can understand why this pastor didn't want to be in this house. He could feel the oppression. But then again, you can't let your parishioner live in this nightmare. There are teams, there are tactical teams that of Christian ministries that know how to deal with this. Um, a lot of times I talk about this stuff. I'm not even knocking the people who are doing voodoo. You know, if you're gonna do it, you know, I hate to tell you there's that's <laughs> don't, you know. 
it's there's only one God, the universe, and that's Jesus Christ. And I'm being called intolerant for that, you know? Yeah, I'm intolerant. I'm intolerant about Jesus. It's it is what it is. And he's protected me. So again, don't let's be mature about this. Don't get hurt and throw stuff my way. I don't want it. Like I said, because when Jesus protects me, a lot of times that curse goes back. Um, not because I did it, because Jesus protects me. And this is not something to try out. I'm not challenging you. I'm just saying, you know, please don't. Let's just have a discussion here so I can do this presentation. So Jesus, I just ask you just to bind the enemy and break off any assignments that may come this way from this video being, you know, casted out there because I want to release information on how to deal with this stuff, how layman's can deal with it. And if you're going through this nightmare and your pastor won't help you, you know, teach how to raise you up in it. You can't fight it. It will go. It's scary at first, but there's some things I want to talk about being embodied by the Holy Spirit and how these things just like, and you don't fear it after a while. So yeah, let's actually, actually the St. Lucia thing did end. It was amazing. One of the nights a demon showed up and <laughs> told the woman, he goes, I'm sick and tired of this prayer team you have over there and that guy you have doing it. And he goes, he's got you protected. And he just screamed and left the room. It flew out of the room and left and never came back from her. So it's just, it was, it was an amazing story. Yeah, Tales of Glory, there is right there. So open up Tales of Glory. God took care of it. There was a harsh battle, but God always wins hands down. A lot of times he uses people for these battles, you know. So like I said, I do have battle scars from voodoo. I have quite a bit of experience with voodoo dealing with it. I've been out to Haiti. I've been called to Haiti. You can find out my M16 ministries.blogspot.com. Maybe I'll post it in the show notes too. I, I have a really ugly video I did with that years ago when I was messing with this stuff. Podcast, not voodoo. But I was sent out to Haiti to a, set a, a very high-ranking witch doctor free. And that's a cool video. And I'll, like I said, I'll post it in the show notes. Let's take a look at what's going on with Aaron Goodwin here and his house he bought. So let's take a look at clip one here. Let's roll that bean footage, Roy. Lived in the house from 2011 to 2016. When you were living in this house, that was the darkest I've right. ever seen you. Right. You had depression. Depression. You had oppression. Oppression. You had anger. You'd get into screaming fights over just well, the stupidest little, the dumbest the stupidest yeah. little thing. And the other thing is, is when you lived here, you were protective of this house. Yeah. And you never wanted to leave it. I didn't. Would you say this house traumatized you? Yeah. Aaron sold the house to his father, thinking the negative entities were attached to him, not he sold the structure. To his dad there, see? It's not cool. It now seems he was wrong. Yep, very wrong. Just recently, he's getting weirder and more active, so I'm kind of worried, like, is he next? He's put up crosses all upstairs. So, and I'm like, Dad, you're scared of the spirits. That's why you're doing all this stuff. freaking depressed. Like, yeah. There's manifestations in the house. That's when he was on the phone, like, what's going on? I was like, we got to get over here and talk to him and try to help. At least this. Find out what it is. Will it be hurting anybody? Why it's there? And I'm pretty sure it's because of me. Right? Aaron <laughs> he knows what's there. Come on, something dude. particularly we negative the highlight home, from the show, I One guess. of our investigations. And now it's threatening his father. Aaron's stepmother is too disturbed by the events here to participate. So mom lives there Ready? too, or stepmom. Oh my God. All right, we're going to roll. Is a, okay. And these guys are experts. How they let their, um, their, their family live in this you mess. remember when Aaron was living here, right? right? Did he ever tell you things of what was going on oh, here? Yeah. I hope to he God we don't get the Halloween stories, exorcist you know, into this. Oh dark. My God. Dark stories. Yeah. You know, one time it was about bugs. One time the sword of St. Michael. You know, the just see what her exorcist you know, Oh my God. And, and then he kept saying, Ron follow me home. But once I moved in, 
I started getting the you know the chills and the you know the, the hair on the arm sticking up and that type of deal. So there's and a crushing of demonic presence in the house. He's saying that. The negative energy has become so intense that Don's friend, a Christian pastor, will not enter the house. And he never has come to see us. Why do you think that? He said he said because there's there's ghosts here. He just doesn't want to get involved with it at all. And he was a good friend. The ghost here. Why won't he do anything about it? Why? You know, this is crazy. Oh my gosh. So yeah, this is what I want to talk about today. What, do we, what should we do about stuff like this? When we get we get called and stuff like this, or pastor gets called, can you call a, a ministry team? This isn't for a deliverance team. However, if a deliverance hasn't handled something like this before, it's slightly different. We could talk about what to do. But I also want to talk about too, let's learn a little bit more about what the heck Aaron did or what's going on here. This is crazy stuff. Okay, what I want to take a look at now is the scene where Aaron's dad, Dan, shows up. I guess they sequester him away in a hotel or somewhere. And while they're doing the investigation in the house, it stripped the mock activity and the demon went and turned, went to strip the dad in the hotel room and heavily oppressed him and was probably manifesting inside him. So what I want to do here is take a look at, at what the do's and don'ts of what happens to people when there's demonic manifestations in the house. Because if you go to the house and bless it, there's going to be this activity that's going to strip the people. Rule number one is I highly recommend like with Dan, his pastor should have took Dan into the church, holy grounds, home field advantage, and started praying deliverance over Dan. And if he manifested like this, and I'm going to talk about what to do as he manifests. I'm not trying to knock Dan. I'm not trying to knock Aaron. Everybody's doing here. But I want to interject to what you should be doing when you see manifestations like this. And this is a stuff that just um, totally blows over paranormal investigators' heads. And I was kind of appalled when I was watching some of this stuff about what they were doing, what they weren't doing. And these guys are experts. I'm going to, I am going to knock them here because they're experts and they're not doing what they should be doing when there's demonic activity and attacking people like this in severe oppression. So let's go ahead and roll the old uh, footage here. And this scene opens up where after Dan's father comes back to the house because the demon literally summoned him and drove him back here to rent interference with what these guys drew in the house. Obviously, these guys didn't know what the heck they were doing at all. They weren't cleansing the house. They were running around with their toys, doing investigations, and it was just irritating the demon. All right. So the demon just goes, hey, you know what? I'm going to retaliate through the whoever I have attachments to, which is Aaron's dad, Dan. And we see the scene where dad enters back in the house and he's just, he's just a wit's end. This is horrible. You know, it's times like this. I go, God, I wish they'd had us on the phone number or a hot speed dial or something. Come help them get rid of this. But this was all handled the wrong way. It was. Sorry what it is. And I want to walk you guys through what we should be doing. So let's look at this footage here. Dad's out front. Shaking. No, what? Yeah, he is. No way. I receive an urgent message at this time that Aaron's father has returned to the house from the hotel and he's being badly affected by something. You okay? He's being badly affected by a spiritual attachment on him through the house. This is What's a demon. Wrong, Dad? See, here it is. What's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> Are you moving to shut? 
Okay, here we do is in the authority of Jesus Christ, I bind you and I command you to release Dan in the authority of Jesus Christ. Come off him, release him. I bind every spiritual attachment, come off him, release him. You're not to harm him, you're not to affect his emotions. You come off him in Jesus' name. See, there's no warfare going on here. It's, I mean, that would have hit me right away to jump into warfare. I feel sorry for this guy. This is not fun. I know. I think it's because we're here and it's so the mission place. accomplished. It ran interference and it brought everybody out of the house, right? These guys aren't catching it. Messing with me. And I thought if I came back here and messed with me some more, I, you know, you guys do what, more what to do than I do. Don't they don't know what to do. That's a problem. Like no. Well, you know, I mean, I, I don't cry. I parked the car and I was okay and I stepped out that door and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Right. Ball. Spiritual attachment. We are all come off his shocked. mind. In Jesus' name, you come off his mind. Lay hands on him. We do We know this is not him. I don't cry. So I have Dawn enter back into the house. Oh, wrong thing to do. And sit at the uh -uh, table uh -uh. so we can see if Get him over to church and you pray the attachment off him. Don't bring him back in the house. It's more oppression. See, these guys don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Let's just sit down and talk because we don't have to do anything here. We're just trying to get answers to who you are. Talk to the demon? No, Maybe with no, my dad, no. you're, you are comfortable and okay. Command you off my father. But still, in this situation, on? dad needs to be removed from the house, taken to a church. We're here to help him. An exorcism. You okay, Don? And as dad is safely away and free from it with other uh, ministers working with him, once he's free, other ministry teams should come to the house to divide and conquer her. You must leave this he's, house he's, now. So you leave the house now. You can't do it like that. Once Dan is set free, you go back to the house and kick it out. 127 a.m. The shenanigans continue. Involve Aaron's father in the investigation of his house. So, I don't either. This is the first time that I have not felt good tonight. Did, did you follow me over here? Did you follow me when I got in the car? My heart's racing. No, it summoned you back. This. It didn't follow I you. I felt this the whole night. All I felt was just worn out. It's running interference. Now I have all of a sudden have energy and a lot of anxiety, and I don't feel good right now. Zach, we're threatening whatever it is that wants to be near him. He came back and changed the dynamic. That's when everything went crazy, when Aaron went upstairs. I think we're dealing with something really serious here, you guys. You I think? don't feel good right now. I got that feeling once over there. And then I drove up, and I thought, I'll just park here, you know, just to be close if it happens. And I opened the door, I opened that door, and I looked up, so what's his name coming at me? And I just started bawling. Aaron has been rolling on a digital recorder while he and Don have been sitting at the table. And yep, as he toys out, his it's audio, not going to help. Capture him. another EVP saying, I don't believe, and something faint after that. Oh, I don't believe you. Listen to this. What? Listen. Oh, it does say that. We're not going to kick you out. I don't believe you. <laughs> This is ridiculous. But you know, it's it's, it's sad. It's it's being passed for TV and what people think they should do and call criminal investigators. This is what not to do. 
in this situation. I believe you. I'm still waiting for the Halloween costume exorcists, but I don't think we're going to be graced with those guys in this one. I'm surprised they didn't call them. What's up with that? They're probably going to do the smudgings at the end. That's kind of crazy. Okay, so room number one, Dan should not be in the house at all right now. Any family members, if he has attachment, remove him from the house, take him to a church, separate him there, and protect him and pray it off. And once it's separated from there, people are watching him, go back to the house and kick this thing out. As soon as you came back into this house, Don, like what I'm feeling is indescribable. Like it's so different from how the demon get in here. It's it's a voodoo demon. Like he was brought back from Haiti during one of their episodes where we'll see him in a minute. I'm not jumping the gun. I grow even more concerned for Don when he begins to tell me that as he felt this entity follow him. It's amazing that Aaron seems he's surprised by all this since he brought the entities in. The demons. When I left left the casino, I was mad. If somebody would have messed with me, I would have took him down. The rage he had. Yeah, I had I had anger, and it was like. You know, and I saw a guy and I thought, just try to do something. You know, and I'm not that kind of person. I think, uh... Yeah, didn't strain with the merits for signs of severe oppression. Trying to poke it and have it manifest and get evidence of it. I just think that he's going to suffer more through it. I say right now we just stop. I've known your father for years, years, a long time, you know. Never seen him like that, ever. He's never been like that. You have no more... You have nothing here for you. You must leave here. By all the power of us, the power of God, you must leave this house now. I know that my words aren't enough to get rid of this thing. Mother I now order Jay and Billy to conduct a complete house cleansing. Oh, here we go. Here's a smudging. We can oh, dear Lord, stop. Please stop. Will be Please stop. safe from this unclean spirit. Unclean spirits, a demon, the demon witchcraft, probably a high level one. <laughs> they're smudging. There they go, some more. Chest. So we've seen in the video, they're walking around smudging the house, trying to get her a demon. It's gonna make it mad more, putting a stinky smoke in there. Oh god, this is what this is what paranormal investigation gets you. That's what it gets you. I want you out of my house. You have no permission to be here. Well, that helps right there. That's good. I want you to go away. Yep, and the authority of Jesus Christ. Tell it to go, and the authority of Jesus Christ. He's a homeowner, he can tell it to go. Okay. It's good, it's good. It's not, I'll make it. The second you walked in here, I felt something I've, I haven't felt in here before. Just no energy. Like, now I'm fine again. We did a big cleansing. You know, let us know how you are tomorrow. And this is an investigation to be continued. To be continued, they didn't fix it. All right, Aaron? All righty then. Feels a lot better in there. Sorry, Dan. I'm so sorry. So what do we do? We get a situation like this. We're called out. The first thing we do is only send like a pastor and one ministry team to go walk the house, see what's going on. Don't rush into the fight. Okay? God has to bring you into the fight. You have to prepare for it. Get a feeling of the, the temperament of the house. If there's manifestations in the house, Especially with people, try to bind it, try to pray to protect the people. And just maybe do initial prayer stuff, but I, I, I would refrain from it if you feel how powerful this thing is. If it's some minor little demon or something, that's just you go ahead and get rid of it right then and there. But if it's something this powerful and oppressive, I would say tell the people we need to come back, give them a day or two, pray to be released into it first, 
and make sure you know what's going on and take that time to do a little evangelism with the people. Tell them you're here to help them. Talk to them about Jesus Christ. Tell them what he can do for them and see if they want to accept him during this battle. They may or may not during or towards the battle, but eventually they will need to move over towards him for full protection. Like I said, we talked about if there's rejection of the Holy Spirit, that's not going to help you. You just walk away because it becomes a, a gang fight that's thrown on you people, right? A lot of times you'll feel the Holy Spirit. Not a lot of times, I do. All the time I walk in these things, you feel the manifestation of the Holy Spirit inside you to protect you. And he'll start telling you what to do and how to handle it. But before you go to this, again, you must be released in prayer. Inquire of the Lord. Don't rush into it because God may say no. It could be an occult trap, too. Sometimes people are so oppressed by the occult. They could be Christians, too, that their minds are so twisted by this, this information coming in. They're called, they're being used as drones by the occult. And they could be luring you in to harm you instead of wanting to be set free. And it's something that's kind of hard for Christians to wrap their mind around. But when you're in this deep of oppression, you must understand the battlefield, what it looks like. Because the enemy will use the people in the house against you as well. So there's a lot of factors here. So like I said, once you're prayed up and returned to the house and you have been released, Jesus gave you the go-ahead, you'll feel the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and he'll tell you what to do and you won't be doing smudgings. By this time too, you need to have an intercessor team put together that understands how to do intercession, that understands how to do battle. It isn't like, oh, I'm an intercessor. A lot of times I don't let people call themselves intercessors into our team because they don't know how to pray. They're, it's not knocking the intercessor. It's just there's a different form of praying. And many times... Normal church intercessors overstep their dominion and authority and get us into, a, again, a gang fight we don't want to be in. So we usually have our own people we work with, we train up. You can't help become an intercessor or a prayer warrior when you do this. And you learn how to do it, what, what gets you hurt and what protects you. You can't get battles with heavenly realms. That's where things are coming from. The Lord will fight the fight for you, and you have to understand how to get into his sheltering. Psalm 91 the whole way, right? Um, he'll protect you under his feathers and pinions. That's where you want to fight from. In Exodus, the Lord will fight this battle for you. You want that approach to this fight. There's so many things you could do. As for voodoo, it may take intercession to break it off. In this case, we know Aaron Goodwin went to Haiti and he did a ritual. It's so funny, Zach goes, well, it wasn't Satanism. The heck it wasn't. Whenever you start doing rituals, you're stepping into Satanism. I don't care what you are. If it's New Age, occult, whatever. Anything that's twisted out of Christianity and it says a ritual, it's it's an occult ritual. Anything that's that's out, not out of the Bible. So Aaron brought this upon himself. He brought this demon in the house, and I'm surprised he sold the house to his dad without having it thoroughly cleansed by an exorcist. That's another thing these guys are blinded by. You see that these uh, paranormal investigators, they're blind to Christianity. They don't want anything Christian. They find these um, fake Halloween costume exorcists who aren't really Christians. These are exorcists that are walking in abomination to God's word, right? They have alternative lifestyles. They have a rehashed Catholic organization that's not Catholic, and again, it's a defilement. So these guys can't kick it out because they're offensive to God. It's going to take a a pastor, a real minister, or a real prayer warrior to come in and knows how to do this. And you don't bring the psychics in. You don't bring your toys in. You don't bring your little meters. You don't bring your little ghost boxes. That's the stuff that's all seance. You're inviting the demonic with this. You kick it out. That's why you don't bring in ghost investigators or paranormal investigators. And what I would do is if 
we were going to do this and we were going to bring um, Aaron's dad over, I would spend an hour worshiping first at the church, pray for his protection, bind the enemy they can't interfere with Dan driving over to your church because the enemy's going to try everything to stop him from coming, protect his mind, protect them from hearing voices that tell him otherwise not to go. And once he gets there, just, just start the ministry and the deliverance and start you know kicking things out and see how they come out. Um, once you're far enough along and you feel like he's 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 pretty close to the side of the fence, send your other portion of the ministry team to go into the house and start cleansing it. Again, pray for protection before you go. Glory to Jesus Christ. You know we we say there's no retaliation from the enemy. We're being sent here by the owner of the house who has legal rights more than demonic does. We bind the enemy. We break off every ritual hex, vex, and curse. A ritual any previous owners did, any satanic worship owners did, or vows they made, we break it off this house now in the authority of Jesus Christ, and we command you to go. Witchcraft, you go in Jesus' name. We command you to leave. Um, at this time, be your prayer language, and also pray in your prayer language. That makes them go. Um, start walking the house on anointing oil. Um, anoint the walls and the doors, you know, in the authority of Jesus Christ. I usually, like, I'll do it like here, like, look at my little monitor, like, pretend like I'm on a a door here. So I'll take it and I'll smudge. I don't want to use smudging. Holy oil. Do that. And over to here. And then over to this side too. Authority of Jesus Christ. And then do the top. And do the cross at the top, right? Top of the door jam. So it's kind of like um, Passover, right? Nexodus. We're getting the door jam, right? Sideways. And then draw the cross on the top of the door. And I command you to go. Only the light of Jesus Christ is allowed to enter this room. I do it at the windowsills too. Exact same thing. And darkness, you're bound and you command to go. In Jesus' name, we witchcraft, we command you to go. Voodoo, we command you to go. Any spirit that's in rebellion against the authority of Jesus Christ, we command you to go now and leave and never return. Holy Spirit, we ask you to backfill this room and fill it. Fill every beam, every fiber of the wood, every part of the house, saturate it. Holy Spirit, come and fill this house. Drive out this scourge in Jesus' name. Right? You just go through every room by room and do that. If you sense stuff, you feel it. You don't need toys. You, you'll feel it. Like, it feels. Remember how Zach was talking about, we feel horrible in here. That's, that's where you're going to feel it. That's part of the discernment. Just tell him, use the discernment. It doesn't need this garbage. So walk to the house, cast it out, and you'll feel the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It's not something, that's why I'm kind of worried about this uh, pastor who was afraid of the house. Yeah, he had every right to be afraid of it. He shouldn't be going into it, like he was saying, um, just to go visit his friend, like, hey, I can't go in this house. But on the flip side, he should have helped his friend out, you know, maybe did initial prayers, prayers of deliverance over his friend. And if that didn't work, um, call on a team that understands what to do, like us. We know what to do. But I know there's people out in Las Vegas know how to do this too. Good stuff here. So yeah, and again, this whole thing's an evangelical tool. Once they get healed, make sure they, they, they know Jesus. Many times, too, if they don't know Jesus, the demons will come back full foe. So you got to tell them, tell them what it is, what it is. And hey, you got to um, come to the authority of Jesus Christ. Look like Dan already was, but Dan was confused probably because his pastor didn't know enough about spiritual warfare. You know, so we do have a book, a field guide to spiritual warfare and an advanced field guide to spiritual warfare out there for your prayer warriors. You can find it at a field guide to spiritual warfare.blogspot.com. You can also find it on amazon.com. I suggest you guys go out there and look at that. Yeah, and I'd also do stuff too, like while you're going to their house, if you have your phones available, play John Paul Jackson's The 365 Names of God. It's on YouTube. Play it and just let it rip. Play worship music as you walk through too. Worship as you walk through, you know, sing and worship. 
you don't have to be in drudgery or gloom. You know, God's going to fill you and give you joy as you walk through and cast things out. And I suggest you do that. That's kind of the things we do. We still feel Jesus in his presence. You can feel the oppression, but we practice his presence and we feel it. And that's what the enemy hates. They know somebody has a presence of God inside them. They're not going to really mess them that much. They'll try stuff. They'll try stupid stuff. God's going to protect you. So I hope this little tidbit helps. Like we said, with the incident we had with St. Lucia, we did it all through intercession. We just kept the intercession going and we bombed it. You could also bomb houses like this through intercession. But again, make sure you're praying the right prayers. I talk about how to deal with the heavenly realms in an advanced a field guide to advanced spiritual warfare. A field guide to advanced spiritual warfare is the book. There's a chapter in there about heavenly realms because these are high-level satanic angels we start calling these witches in. These spirit witches. It's a Jezebel spirit, white witchcraft is coming in. Aaron unleashed something. He did a blood ritual. He did something stupid like this. You know, it, it, it involves something. It could have been sexual. It could have been, sorry, Aaron, I'm just going to call it out. I mean, you get something like this, either something sexual happened, sexual fluids, or it was a blood ritual, or you know, or he invited a witch over who, who um, needed sex magic. I wouldn't put it past him. So these are how these things manifest and come in here. They're dark and they're dirty, and it's something nasty that did it. So if you're called upon all these things, one, inquire of the Lord, do I belong in this fight? If he does release you, it's not going to be an excitement. In the early days, I always got this excitement, like, oh my gosh, yeah, let's go fight this thing. I thought that was God. That's not God. You have to push that excitement out because that's the soul. That's the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You don't want to think from there. You want to push it out and you want to have this disquiet peace where God's going, yeah, I'm releasing you into this. It's okay to go. I'm not stopping you. Go ahead and go. Get the team members together. Be respectful team members and make sure they can do this. It's not a, it's not a time for excitement. You have to have spiritual maturity. Worship for a little while. Pray together. I would pray together. Get together. Pray together for an hour or so while you're inquiring the Lord. Maybe if you have a team, pray in a group and see if you release this group. Get together in a house. Pray for an hour or so and inquire of God. What are we hearing? Jesus, are we allowed to go to this? And he's going to give you some downloads, some data for the fight too, right? He's going to give you information. How to go in and fight this. And you're not going to take your stupid little toys. You can pick, you make information beforehand what it is and what's going on. And I would do that. And then worship up. And then, like I said, have Dan meet you at a, your holy ground city in, in a church something somewhere. Sometimes these uh, little things will slither out too. They could drag out for days or even months, these battles. That's what you'll be aware of. And demonic manifestations could show up at your house. Like I said, when, uh, my house is protected. They can't stay long, but they, they do drive-bys, like I call them. Like what happened to my eye. I've had a few drive-bys like that, but they're not as severe anymore. It's kind of like we got the walls up bigger and thicker. But be aware these things can manifest in your house, and then you just kick them out. And the authority of Jesus Christ, I command you to go. I'm aware of God. Get out of my house in Jesus' name. Never return. So it's things like that you have to be aware of. And if somebody isn't up to speed on spiritual warfare, it may scare the crud out of them. There's something in my house. Oh my gosh, I need deliverance. No, you don't deliverance. It's just you are making headway in your intercession, so they're going to try to stop you. And they'll, they'll do any way they can. They'll try to scare the crud out of you. But the more you deal with this, the, over years I've realized, you know, I know what the wilds of the enemy are, and it didn't scare me. I just don't get the heck out of my house and never return in Jesus' name. Sometimes I go back to sleep. My <laughs> wife, I'm kind of laughing. What was that? Was that spirit? But yeah, we just kicked it out and went back to sleep. It doesn't bother us anymore. So it, it's, it's things like that we need to be aware of, you know. It's just, I just... Wish to God we already got a hold of Dan or something or how to find him to help him out because his, his trauma's not over yet. And the fact that it, it, he's a biological 
father to Aaron means he could be attached to spiritual stuff too and a generational curse. There's a lot of stuff these guys are playing with they do not understand that we're sitting on top of mountains information from because we have to break this garbage off of people like this. That's why we understand it. It's not that we have a special knowledge we know better. It's we fought the fights and the fights and we've had to pull garbage off people that got involved in rituals. I mean, that's what I do full time. Anyhow, I hope this information helps you guys out and you get equipped. If you have questions about anything, um, let me know. And if it's a big enough question, maybe it'll be future fodder for uh, Tales of Glory. Anyhow, I'm going to leave links and posts to my Haiti incident too. And like I said, I've done different stuff with voodoo. I had God literally pull me out of the hospital with different cases of voodoo. So I don't, I don't like fighting it. It's just, I have to be brought into it when I'm brought into it by him. I'm protected. God bless you guys. And we love you. And we'll talk to you later, man. Here we go. Backwards mirrored, right? Oh, hee ho. God bless you guys. Yeah.